0: Welcome to the Freedom Wealth Audio Experience.
1: I've been getting to the money, everybody, man. I'm Jacob Cornell. I'm Brandon Neal, and this is Cashing Out with the Kids. So today
0: we want to talk to you guys a little bit about the market climate. Over the past week or so, the Dow dropped about 800 points. So we want to kind of look at how you can identify when we're going to go into a bear market, as well as what you should do to kind of prep for that bear market so i'm gonna turn it over to jake and he's going to talk a little bit about how you can
1: figure out the market is going down so when you're looking at the market climate generally what most professionals would tell you what to do is start looking at interest rates there are a lot of other factors that you can look at like obviously stock prices bond prices uh, which treasury rates would be bond prices, but generally when you're going to be looking to see if the market's going to crash, one of the telltale signs is the yield curve. And the yield curve is essentially when 10-year rates and two-year rates for Treasury bonds start to meet in the middle, and it's it's zero difference. So, and in fact, sometimes we have an inversion. Yeah, actually, I was gonna get to, I wanted to jump in there. So, Professor
0: Sank actually recently wrote a post for Freedom Wealth, and that was what he wrote it over, was the right. yield curve. And it was really interesting to me, so I wasn't too versed in the yield curve prior to that, but it was amazing to see that in the past 50 years, every recession has been predicted by the inversion of
1: the yield curve. Right, and actually, uh, I have written down right here, The last eight stock market crashes in um, the US have been foreshadowed by a yield curve inversion. So other than that, the last time I think it happened was in 1929 when we had the Great Depression. So uh, it's, it's about as reliable as it could possibly be um, we've never experienced one within the last 80 years almost of it not happening. So if you really want to get an idea of where the market is going and when to time up your investments, the yield curve inversion is going to be one of your best bets. Yeah, no,
0: I, I think that's, that's a amazing way to kind of foreshadow that. and. It's great to know when the market's gonna crash, but ultimately it doesn't matter if you know. Right. You don't care for it. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so, what you need to do really is take a look at your portfolio and what you're invested in. And the first question you need to ask yourself is, do I know enough about this to truly be invested in it? Because I think that's something people do a lot: is yeah. they get an insider tip or something, or their cousin or their barber says, "Hey, this stock's hot." and then they go buy it and they Yeah, which by that. the way
1: is completely untrue, just just to play off of what he's saying. When um, when news comes out on a stock within 40 seconds, the, the price has already been baked in. So don't worry about like getting like the insider scoop because you're probably like two days behind. So don't, <laughs> don't worry about getting the insider scoop. Yeah, so again, asking yourself that question, do I know enough about this to actually be invested
0: in it? Um, and if you don't, you probably should be selling it regardless of whether it's a recession or, the market's trending upwards and then if you do you need to ask yourself okay how is my portfolio allocated am i in things that do well in a bear market or am i looking at aggressive growth things like tech stocks and whatnot and should i kind of rebalance and get some of those blue chip stocks that will really allow me to have a balanced portfolio of fighting against that downturn in the market but still having the upward growth um, so i think those are the biggest things and getting kind of on the psychology side of it, you need to understand that going back to that Great Depression that you mentioned before, since then and prior, the stock market has never gone down, not come back to go to greater heights. So if you understand that fact, then you know the only way for you to really lose money is if you let your emotions get the best of you. Mm -hmm. So again, selling low and and then trying to get back in later once the market's going back up, that's how you lose a lot of money. But instead if you see, the downturn as an opportunity to put more money in, you can make large sums of money that way. Right. But it's just being aware of that and not letting the dips like the one Dow had this week of 800 plus points get the better of you. Yeah. Cause it's easy. I got on my account. I was like, wow, I lost a lot of money this week. <laughs> I think
1: we all <laughs> did, yeah. I think we all did. And I was like, wow,
0: maybe I should really uh, change something here, yeah. but ultimately, I believe in what I'm invested in, and
1: it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that I lost a of money in the short term because I know long term we're gonna make gains there. Yeah, and see, if you don't quite have the stomach to to uh, to take that kind of loss, or maybe you're in a stage of your life that, that you can't afford that kind of loss, um, I would even recommend putting something in your portfolio yep. that can hedge against that, mm-hmm. uh, hedge against volatility shakeouts yep. or, or liquidity shakeouts. It's very important to make sure that you're meeting your own needs, not, not the needs yeah. of what someone like us or someone that you heard on the radio is telling you. Yeah. You're gonna to wanna to meet your needs. So put, Let's... put some gold in your account if you're you really afraid. Um, I'd even recommend uh, if you know very well and you have done your research, maybe even buy options or, or shorts on something that would be a hedge against some other investments just to make sure you're mitigating some of those losses. But in the long run, Brandon, I completely agree with you. You just gotta have that long-term site, not two years or five years, more like 10, 20, 30, especially yeah. someone in, in our stage of yeah. life. Definitely.
0: So. Um, only disclaimer I will put out there with the options or shorts is, you have to be well-versed in that area. Right. Um, it's not something you can just pick up and think that you're gonna be able to do it. It, it definitely takes a lot of um, knowledge and background information. Yeah. or else you are going to lose your ass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That one, it's not about emotion, it's just you no. didn't know what you were doing. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, another point that I brought up is um, keep your eye on the Fed. The Fed is going to be doing quite a few different things than what we've, at least our age, have seen. Since we've been alive, the Fed has actually started doing something called quantitative tightening, which means that we're uh, buying back the bonds that we gave to banks, which means that there's less money in the market. So there's going to be less money to put into the stock market. So what's going to happen there is you're going to see interest rates rise. Don't get too worried about this. The Fed usually does a pretty good job. And in fact, back in 2008, they did a fantastic job of deleveraging and getting rid of, of debt but there is a little bit of worry about what some of the chair members in the Fed are doing. So just keep your eye on that. Let's get real practical uh, for
0: them. What happens in real life terms for them
1: when the Fed raises interest rates? So when the Fed raises interest rates, at least in this case with quantitative tightening, uh, just imagine that there are less dollars in the economy. So the more people there are, The less dollars there are, the more people want dollars. So they're gonna be putting their money into something to where they can just get dollars in return for, for a fairly safe investment because dollars are so valuable. That being said, they'll put their money in bonds which will offer them higher yield rates because they don't want something that's riskier like stocks, they want something that's safer like bonds because it still gives them cash which is what is in higher supply because there's a less supply of cash so that's what happens when interest rates rise because uh, in, in general this is generally speaking um, because there's less money there are higher interest rates so people aren't going to be receiving more dollars for, for safer investments
0: uh, yeah that's, that's a great way to kind of break it down to make it real for people because I think that's something that in our industry people do a lot is they throw out these nebulous terms that don't mean a whole lot to people. Exactly. And they, they don't ever equate it to, okay, but what's this mean to my actual life? So I think that's a good mm-hmm. way to kind of break that down. So I think you did a really good job of kind of relating interest rates in real terms to people. But what are you seeing in the current interest rate climate that is similar to the 2008 interest rate climate right before the market took a downturn?
1: Right, so disregarding the corruption put behind the 2008 events, uh, there was a lot of quantitative tightening, or essentially that's not what they called it back in 2008, but there was a crunch on the dollar, so there was uh, a shrink in the supply of dollars. Okay. And then once the debt accrued to such high numbers that the amount of dollars in the system couldn't pay off that debt, you saw a collapse and then uh, obviously we, we all remember, um, at least people our age and then like parents and, and uh, order. Remember that we started doing quantitative easing, and in fact, we just stopped, I believe, in 2016. The process of of printing and creating money, and this is a response to essentially we got to pay off our debt. So we got to find this balance between let's keep the value of the dollar within reason, but let's also devalue it to a point to where we can pay off this debt. And that's what you're going to see in the next market crash, more than likely you're gonna see a lot of printing out of money or creating of money to pay off debt so we can continue on at a reasonable level of debt in both uh, corporate, governmental, federal, all that stuff. We're gonna make sure that it stays at a reasonable level without devaluing the dollar too much. And right now, we're tightening the dollar and usually what happens, and I'm not saying it's imminent, but there's a good chance that when we tighten the dollar supply, there sooner or later will be a crash because we have accrued so much debt. We've got the last cycle of uh, almost 10 years now. Over 10 years of of a bull cycle. So. You guys heard it first. The market is gonna crash. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: Um, So Jake did a really great job of kind of illustrating the two similarities. and I think it's important for you guys to understand that those things are starting to rear their head again so you can plan up properly for it. But I don't think a crash is imminent or we're going to be in a terrible recession like we were in 2008 anytime soon. So this has been the first episode of Cashing Out with the Kids. Everything we've said here is just our opinions, but I think we're two pretty smart guys, so (laughs) tune in next week and uh, you'll get some more great information from us.